This episode is brought to you by PNC Bank, who believes some things in life should be boring, like banking. Because boring is safe and responsible, level-headed and wise. All things you want your bank to be. You don't want your bank to be cool or sexy. Sexy is for 80s hair bands, not banks. That's why PNC Bank strives to be boring with your money so you can be happily fulfilled with your life. PNC Bank, brilliantly boring since 1865. Brilliantly Boring Since 1865 is a service mark of the PNC Financial Services Group, Incorporated. PNC Bank National Association, member FDIC. Can I rant for a sec? Please. Pay apps are way too public. What happened? Some rando hearted a payment from five months ago, and I realized people can see my entire history, who I'm paying, like full names. It's super weird. Yeah, it's weird. How are you paying your friends then? Apple Cash. It's all in messages. You can literally send cash like a text, and it stays between friends. Random people can't see it. Did you just pay me a dollar on Apple Cash? <laughs> Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Terms apply. Whether this is her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct is everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct, your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. Hey, this is Annie. And Samantha. And welcome to Stuff I Never Told You, a production of iHeartRadio. And today we are doing kind of a feminist movie Wednesday, Friday, but not really. Because originally, okay, so we're talking about Frozen. And it sprawled out and it is a two-parter now. Um... And it, what I wanted to look at is the 10-year anniversary of Frozen. So many people are writing so many things about it. Um, it's almost impressive <laughs> that I, I just wanted to look back at it. And I wanted to look at the, the um, fairy tale it's based off of. And we kind of talked about doing that as our book club for for this month. But it's really short. And, and so I wanted to do a comparison and then... As as a lot of our episodes tend to do, it just grew and grew and grew. There were more articles than I could ever read. I know Samantha knows this about me. I try not to use my phone after 10 p.m., but last night I was texting you at like mm-hmm. midnight, like, whoa, frozen. Yeah. <laughs> I actually refrained from texting you yeah. because that's like, she's got this rule. And then you texted me and I was like, oh, wait. Yeah, because of frozen. Because um, <laughs> of, and I, I just went on this whole rabbit hole and I was looking into, there were so many articles. <laughs> this honestly, like somebody could just, and I bet someone already has, just do a show about all of the things written about Frozen. <laughs> this is not that show, but we're going to go over some of the main points of a lot of those things. In this, I think the first part is going to be a breakdown of the movie and then the fairy tale and then the differences between. And then the next part will be a look at the legacy of it. So look forward to that. And I am very excited <laughs> about something Samantha's going to contribute because this is yes. going to be a lot of me talking about Frozen. But. Um, yes, because <laughs> we look behind the curtains. I 
had a Mandela effect moment with this movie. Because yes. when I saw the outline, I was like, oh, okay. Apparently we're doing this. And I was like, I, I think I've seen it. I'm pretty sure I've seen it. Well, I don't know. Let me go back and look. Maybe I didn't see it. Maybe I haven't seen it. And then going back and forth. And so, so I was like, I was like, I'll watch it. I'll watch it. Because at first you're like, you don't need to. I was like, no, I feel like I should watch it. Okay. I make you watch things just to prepare. So let's go. So last night, uh, my partner and I actually sat down and he was like, so how far behind are we? I was like, yeah, this is a 10 year anniversary for this movie. That's how far (laughs) we are. And as it opened up the credits, first and foremost, can we talk about, I I guess we will first. I thought I accidentally clicked on Moana. Because mm-hmm. the opening credit music was like very native indigenous music. And I was like, I don't understand why they put this as their revelation song. And maybe there's a reason behind it. And I don't know. But I was just like, this doesn't fit. I'm expecting more of like a Midsommar type of a chant <laughs> mm-hmm. with the very, 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 very white people here. Mm-hmm. So I was kind of confused on that very note because I was like, did I put on Moana? Like what? What's happening? Because I've never seen Moana either. I've, I've not saw, seen either one. Mm-hmm. So as it started, for the first half of the movie, I was like, yeah, I've never seen this movie. I had no idea. I knew who it was here. I knew who the characters were. I can tell you how it ends. And then like, I think the last 10, 15 minutes, I was like, oh, this is the part I've seen. <laughs> Which made me think that I was like, somewhere along the lines, I've seen so many clips of this movie or talked so much about this movie with people or people have told me about it, maybe. I don't have children around. Uh, At this point, I was not nannying, so that's why I wouldn't have watched this movie. And I was like, oh, yeah, I really convinced myself that I had seen this movie. I'm kind of glad. I'm glad that I did watch it because I've been so confused and had had so many questions. (laughs) Yeah, and I, I told you, like, I probably have seen this movie, like, Seven to ten times, I'll give it. <laughs> but I feel like I've seen it a million times because right. it was just so huge in our culture and the zeitgeist. Like, it was so popular. And I actually have some really fun quotes about this from other countries about how popular it was. Yeah. But it just, like, it feels so big. It does. And it is. It had a huge impact. Uh, but it is funny to me because even me, I feel like I've seen it so much and I really haven't uh it was just there it was everywhere it just sits in our brains it does it does and I I so I saw it the interesting thing about Frozen and I'm gonna have a lot of very what I'll call fun facts throughout this (laughs) is that it went through a lot of rewrites uh the first screening it had it was like everyone was like oh god this is gonna fail (laughs) <laughs> and it was completely different. And we're going to talk about we're going to talk about that than what it is now. But it when it premiered, it was not even like the top movie when it came out that weekend. But because when people saw it, there was this word of mouth like, oh, you should go see it. Uh, you should go see it. That I didn't see Frozen until I think it had been out. I mean, months. And it was still in theaters. Oh, was it? Yes, because uh, I went and saw it at the beach, and it came out in December. But I think it—I think I was at the beach in February, so it was out months, and it was packed, packed. Uh, these months later, and it was kids, kids dressed as Elsa everywhere, mm-hmm. and they were singing the songs. And my dad was getting so annoyed, and I remember turning to him and being like, "This is a kids' movie, Dad." 
we're just going to have to let them have a lot of fun. And I'm sorry, but they're, they're having the time of their lives. So <laughs> um, did you just want to go to see it and your family came or? Yeah, I wanted to see it after I heard all these things about it. And yeah, we were at the beach and I guess I convinced them to come. I don't remember it being like a difficult conversation. I think I just like. Right. Like I, it would have been a difficult conversation to convince my adult parents and adult siblings to go see Frozen. Like, there, there'd be no way that I could have done that. So that's why I'm like, huh, that's interesting. Oh, like, that's yeah. a whole feat to me. That would not have been difficult. My my parents love movies. Uh, they right. If I'm like, hey, we have to go see this, generally they'll be like, okay. Um, <laughs> nice. So that was how I saw it the first time. And I did really enjoy it. I've been on the ride. In Disney World, it is one of those rides that is, like, always a 90-minute-plus wait. But I went during a, a rainstorm once, and the wait was very short. And it was cool. I like how it has this moment where you're... Because basically, you're in a boat. And actually, I've been on this ride. It's an Epcot before it was frozen, and it was, like, a ride about Vikings. Um, no. <laughs> yeah, it was, like, a boat ride, kind of like Pirates of the Caribbean, it was about Vikings, but now it's frozen. And <laughs> there's a scene where you're like in the boat and Elsa's like, let it go. And she does that whole thing and the boat shoots backwards. It was really cool. <laughs> I loved it. <laughs> yeah, obviously I've never been on this ride because I have no idea what you're talking about. Yeah. Uh, as well as the fact that, can I say at the beginning of that song, I didn't know that the beginning intro belonged to let it go. I was like, because I kind of complained about it. I was like, oh. I don't like this. Oh, let's let it go. Yes. Oh, my bad. Yes. Oh, yes. uh, we're going to talk about let it go. But yeah, yeah. Uh, there's also a musical, a Broadway musical. It's touring right now. They just performed at the White House. So it, it spawned all kinds of things like that. It's in Kingdom Hearts, which is this video game series I really like that is very complicated. And I've learned it's only become more complicated because of what happened in Wish, which I haven't seen, but I got spoiled on because everyone was like, what does, what does this mean for Kingdom Hearts? <laughs> and it was done by the same creative team. As in, Wish isn't out yet, is it? Yes! Oh, it is? I thought it was just coming out soon. No, it's out. Wow. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. This is probably part of the reason why I didn't do well in the box office, which we'll also talk about later. <laughs> I like I'm part of the problem. Yes, Samantha, it's all you. My bad. Uh, there is a Tangled cameo in Frozen, which is perhaps related to what happens in Wish. That's what I'll say. Oh. Um, in the first one? Yeah. Oh. It's very short. It's very short. But yes. I think I've seen this before on TikTok where they're like, spoiler, like who that is, how yeah. Disney loves incorporating. Yeah, it was basically like at the end, you see them, Rapunzel and Flynn, uh, walking into the castle. But it's like very minor. It's very brief. Right. But Wish really went all in. <laughs> That's what I'll say. Also, yes, this movie was everywhere. I remember very vividly when it came out. I was at the beach with my friends. And this older man, who I know uh, is a friend of the family, came up to us and was like, look, I really need to get away from Frozen for a minute. Can I just sit here and talk with you? Because <laughs> his grandchildren were just, sing like they were belting out the songs. We could hear them. 
And they were just over and over and over. And he was like, I just need he was a done. Break. <laughs> I think I rem- that's the biggest point I remember. Like, I'm thinking, I've never seen this movie. This one song, why yes. can people not let this go? And also, Menzel has an incredible range and vocal abilities. No one can match that. Shit. Stop it. Don't get no. me wrong. Because you do you. Yes. You, do you. you sing your heart out. Yes. But after a while, it becomes a trial. <laughs> <laughs> after a while, it becomes a trial. <laughs> yeah. You're and welcome. even Menzel, she talked about that because she said originally it was a much lower pitch that whole song, but it, she was like, if we're going to turn this into a power ballad, it needs to go high. And she's, she's kind of jokingly said she regrets it because now every time she sings it, she's like, why did I do this to myself? It's intense. <laughs> like, I cannot imagine whew, the level. Because, no. but I mean, she is a professional. Like, mm-hmm. Wicked is was her, like, big. She was always big. She was big with Rent. She was always big. Don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. I got to know her from Wicked. Yes. And her vocal range is insane. It's also one of those vocal ranges that you don't think is that intense because she does it so flawlessly. And mm-hmm. then you pretend like you were trying to get it. Yes. And you're like, oh, no, I don't get that. Well, that way is about country singer Martina McBride. Whole different conversation, oh, I know. But she yeah. also has one of those like vocal ranges that doesn't make sense because it doesn't sound like that until you right. try to hit it. Oh. Like you're like, oh, shit, there it went. Yeah. But again, with that said, yeah, Let It Go is a difficult damn song. And that everyone has tried is quite funny. Well, didn't they sing it in Ted Lasso? Didn't she sing it? She also surprising vibrato and in a vocal range as well. Like she's surprising that you, when you hear her sing, yeah, and she does it so much now because she, I think she is a trained professional as well. Um, that you're like, oh, of course, of course, we should have known she could hit that. But I don't, I don't know. I'm not seen. I feel like she did it three. in the episode, the first season where they oh, went to karaoke. You're right, you're right. And then Ted Lasso had the panic attack. She was singing Let It Go. You're right. She does because it's for her niece or yes. her goddaughter, rather. You're yeah. right. And I can't remember. I'm sure she hit it flawlessly as well. She did. Oh, yes. I will say I had a, uh, a couple friends with me once and we were doing Disney karaoke on the way to Disney, you know, as you do. As you do. And Let It Go came on and neither of them had seen Frozen. I was like, oh, no. And they were like, what? I was like, well, we're going to go. So- yes, I tried it. And it was a disaster. Of course it was. And but what was makes fun. me laugh about this is because I the karaoke songs that I've seen, heard you do, are typically <laughs> so low that it's baritone. I'm like... What are you doing? Oh, no. I Of course <laughs> so I, can't I can't do it. So I can't imagine. <laughs> well, I was like, oh, do. no. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> but, oh, man. Yeah, that I feel like that in itself, I'm sure there's statistics of the most popular songs. And this one is one of the outside of, like, I just can't wait to be keen. Like, a lot of yeah. the Lion King songs, that's probably one of the highest grossing slash most popular song. Yeah. Oh, no. Oh, no, absolutely. And we're going to talk about it because um, the song was a big, a big point of this movie and conversation. And um, it was everywhere. And later, the creators, producers said, like, this was lightning in a bottle. We're not going to do this again. Um, like, sometimes you just can't predict when something hits and that it really hit for a lot of reasons. But then they tried two more times. <laughs> <laughs> well, Interestingly, because they had there in the second one, 
they had their song that was like the Let It Go song, but they're like, it's never going to be Let It Go. Like, it, that was just such a... Yeah, there, I don't know any songs from any of the other two. And I actually, someone, yeah, my partner after we finished the movie was like, what's in the second one? I was like, I have no idea. I don't know what, I don't have a clue what the second one is about. Oh, I'm well, assuming babies or the second partner or something. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, my no? God. This is so fun. No, yes, we're going <laughs> to talk about it. Spoilers for the sequel, actually. Um, <laughs> there's not any of that. Really? Yes. Oh, oh my God. Um, yeah, we are going to talk about the second one. And it, I'm going to say spoilers, even though, like, intense spoilers, even though we're not going to talk a lot about it. It's just like the the plot points are important to mm-hmm. other things we're talking about in this one. Okay. Also, Samantha has a thing she's, I'm going to ask her about, about once mm-hmm. in this, uh, after I get through the plot. But, um, We're going to go through the plot real quick. I tried to make it quick, but, you know, uh, I don't always succeed in these things. Can I rant for a sec? Please. Pay apps are way too public. What happened? Some rando hearted a payment from five months ago, and I realized people can see my entire history, who I'm paying, like full names. It's super weird. Yeah, it's weird. How are you paying your friends then? Apple Cash. It's all in messages. You can literally send cash like a text, and it stays between friends. Random people can't see it. Did you just pay me a dollar on Apple Cash? <laughs> Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Terms apply. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, snag a job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, snag a job's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. Today, I'm going to give you some straightforward advice on how to deal with naughty kids. How about instead of timeouts, time ins? Time for you to start paying some bills. I'm JB Smoove, and that was a full episode of my new podcast, Straightforward. Inspired by guaranteed straightforward pricing from AT&T Fiber. Get what you want without the complicated. AT&T Fiber, live like a giggillionaire. Available wherever you get your podcast. Limited availability in select areas. Visit att.com slash hypergig for details. Frozen is a 2013 animated Disney film based on the fairy tale The Snow Queen by Hans Christian Andersen. And yeah, I feel like, like we talked about, you probably all know the plot, (laughs) but very briefly, Anna and Elsa are the princesses of Arendelle, which is in made-believe Norway. As children, Elsa displays these magical powers that let her control snow and ice, but she doesn't quite have them under control. And while playing with Anna, Elsa accidentally strikes her down with her powers And their parents call in the local troll authority, yep, uh, who informs them that only an act of love can thaw 
a frozen heart. And that the only way to keep the cold from Anna's heart is to slow it down. Elsa is instructed to wear gloves and conceal her powers. Conceal, don't feel. And Anna forgot about this whole thing. Elsa becomes more and more withdrawn. She pretty much locks herself up in her room, especially after their parents die in a ship accident, which is, some people think, from the Little Mermaid, but whatever. Um, And (laughs) Yes. And she is the heir of Arendelle. Elsa's powers become harder and harder to control, and she locks herself in her room, ignoring Anna's calls to play, or at least open the doors to their kingdom, or open her own door. Um, But Coronation Day arrives as much as Elsa dreads it. Anna, however, is very, very, very excited. She's on top of the world with happiness. She's eager to get out and break their isolation and maybe meet people, maybe find true love. Um, Almost immediately out the doors, she has a clumsy meet-cute with Hans, one of the many royal members of Weaselton. They share a nice song together and decide to get married. Uh, Anna introduces Hans to Elsa and informs her of her plans to wed him, but Elsa's like, no, you cannot marry someone you just met. Uh, all of this is going on while the king of Wesselton is trying to get access to Arendelle's resources one way or another. Um, things escalate. Elsa's glove comes off. Her powers spiral out of control. It freezes over the harbor and manifests like a blizzard on the whole land. The people are shocked and horrified. So Elsa flees to the mountains and builds a castle of ice. She takes off her gloves. She uses her powers, lets down her hair, but not out of the braid, which is kind of important, um, while belting out a song about letting go of everything that she's been holding on to. (laughs) True power ballad. Meanwhile, Anna is determined to fix everything, and she leaves Hans in charge. She goes to get her sister. However, it is a blizzard in the middle of summer. Um, So she needs tools, proper clothing, and a guide, and she finds this in Kristoff and his reindeer, Sven. They encounter a few dangers as they make the journey, all while Kristoff is shocked that she got engaged so quickly. <laughs> they, they run into Olaf, who is a snowman that can move, talk, sing, your, you know, your animal sidekick that every Disney movie has, uh, based on a character from Elsa and Anna's youth, who accompanies them. Once they arrive at Elsa's ice castle, Anna attempts to sway her to come home, but Elsa remembers hurting Anna from before and accidentally hurts her again, uh, giving Hans and all the people who want to punish Elsa more opportunity to do so. Uh, And they come to her castle. They take this excuse to attack her. She could beat them. She has a moment. She has like a dark side moment. We're going to talk about that. But she doesn't want to hurt them in the end and is captured. Meanwhile, Anna's condition has worsened. Her hair's turning white. She's cold. Um, and Kristoff takes her to the, the love trolls <laughs> that raised him. <laughs> the same that consulted uh, when Anna was struck with Elsa's ice as a child. And they tell her that only true love can thaw the ice heading towards her heart. And then they sing a song about how Kristoff is a bit of a fixer-upper and she's a bit of a fixer-upper and everybody's a bit of a fixer-upper. But they should be together anyways, uh, even though he keeps protesting Anna is engaged. But basically, like, she's going to die. So they ride off in search of Hans to get true love's first kiss and stop the ice and save Anna. Hans reveals uh, his plot 
to a freezing Anna who's like, please kiss me, save my life. And he's like, oh, you're so stupid. Um, I'm actually going to let you die, blame Elsa, and then take the throne. Because yes, he does. Elsa is now chained. Her hands are restrained uh, in the dungeon. And yes, he is going to take Arendelle for himself. And it's all been a ploy. Olaf arrives. And he melts because uh, of the fire. And he just doesn't seem to understand heat. Um, but then he, as he melt, is melting, he's like, some people are worth melting for. And later he's reconstituted as fine. And Elsa escapes, uh, though the storm rages on worse than ever. Anna is recovered enough to go out into the snow in search of Kristoff, who she now realizes, okay, maybe this is the guy I love. Anna stumbles out into the snow. Kristoff is returning to her on Sven's back after realizing the danger. Anna sees him stumbles towards him, and then sees her sister Elsa being approached by a sword-wielding Hans. Clearly, he's looking to kill her. So Anna makes a choice, turning away from Kristoff and towards Elsa. She raises her hands up just as she freezes, the ice getting to her heart, and she saves Elsa from Hans. Um, The snow stops, and Elsa hugs a frozen Anna, sobbing. Her tears, an act of true love, thaw Anna, who unfreezes and comes back to life. Anna and Kristoff get together. Elsa gets control of her powers after realizing love will thaw. And so it's bright and sunny in Arendelle again, but Elsa makes a skating rink. She's accepted her powers. Uh, The kingdom is happy. Elsa and Anna are happy. And Elsa swears they are never closing the doors again. End. Until the second one. Uh, (laughs) No. (laughs) Yes, I can't wait to talk about this knowing you know nothing about it. I know nothing about that one. Oh, it's going to be so fun. I've only watched the one. Okay, so this movie was hugely successful. It was the highest grossing animated film ever made until 2019 with Frozen 2. Um, It had a global gross of $1.3 billion. And as of 2017, it was the best-selling Blu-ray in the United States. It won two Oscars, Best Animated Film, which was a first for Walt Disney Animation Studios, um, and Best Song. Also, there's a whole meme about this because John Travolta introduced Adina Menzel as Adele Dazim. It was real bad. It was real bad. <laughs> it was real bad. Yeah. Um, it spawned a Broadway musical, yes. It's a ride slash a whole world, I think. Video games, shorts. It was so popular. Actor Josh Gad, who played Olaf, allegedly could not find an Elsa dress for his daughter soon after it came out because they were sold out everywhere. And he emailed Bob Yeager about it. And I guess he was able to find him one at one resort. Anyway, uh, he Iger has called it one of mo- Disney's most successful franchises. Um, Kristen Bell, who plays Anna, said her daughter wanted to dress as Elsa and for Kristen Bell to dress as Elsa too. And we're going to talk about that in part two. Serena Williams claims to have seen it 3,000 times. <laughs> From the... From The Guardian. I love this quote. Sometimes the frozen party threatened to rage too hard. Reports surfaced that a woman in Japan had divorced her husband on the grounds that he was too ambivalent towards Frozen. (laughs) This story emerged from a post on a Japanese marriage forum where a man claimed his wife had told him that there was something wrong with him as a human being if he was (laughs) immune to the charms of Elsa and Anna. Uh, and I did find a lot of articles about how it's very, very popular in Japan. Uh, I felt like that would, if we made this a mini series, I would go into it. But uh, that's what I'm going to say about that. 
<laughs> I did want to ask you about once. Yeah. So what's funny is you talked about the shipwreck, and that is actually a plot point for Once Upon a Time. So Once Upon a Time, uh, which is one of the series that I love, that was a Disney ABC series that pretty much took a whole spin on the fairy tales, Disney fairy tales and all the fairy tales alike. And most people, I think we've already talked about it, like starts starts out with Snow White and Prince Charming um, being cursed and then coming into uh, the real world in the land. That's all these things. And then they bring all of the characters. You have Little Red Riding Hood, you have Pinocchio, you have Rumpelstiltskin, you've got all of them. So on this one is the fourth season where they introduced... uh, Frozen characters. So we have Elsa and Anna coming in. And the it's the and the entire series is wrapped around Frozen, essentially. Um, and the way it works is they do a lot of flashbacks to try and to, you know, they go backwards into unraveling a mystery. And then it shows like the relationships between Anna and Elsa. And I will say that the characters they the the people they cast as the um characters was on point. Like, they did a great job between, like, the voices sounding like it. Of course, they never sing, by the way. Uh, mannerisms being on on point. And, of course, they add, like, Beauty and the Beast in the mix in the story. But this is kind of like a prequel, I guess, conversation because you have an aunt coming into the picture who has the same powers like uh, Elsa. And then this whole level of like Elsa being the monster, and then this uh, the aunt being a monster because she was treated wrongly by her family, specifically Elsa's mother. And then Elsa's mother and father, like it turns out that she had gone, they had gone on this mission on a ship to try to cure her, quote unquote, cure Elsa. I don't know if this is a thing. The wishing star is a, a plot point. Is it? Okay. Okay. Uh, when you said that, I was like, oh, maybe. Is a part of the Once Upon a Time as well as part of the uh, what they were looking for. They talk to the trolls and trying to find it. They come to the villain who is Rumpelstiltskin, who is helping them uh, with all these things. So many things. Hook is a part of this as well. Wow. Um, and it all talks about like fa- being family and love. And and Emma, who is the main character of the entire series, uh, who is the daughter of Snow White and, and um, the prince, is trying to take control of her own powers and not feel like feeling like an outcast and feeling like she was had been abandoned as well. So those plot points come through through together. Very sweet. And then trying to get. Elsa and Anna reunited as well in this whole conversation. And where, where, because Elsa pops up to the real world confused and no one knows how she got there and then no one knows why she's there. And then turns out she had been like cursed into an urn that held her because they were trying to stop her powers. Mm-hmm. And then she got here, and she's confused because she's lost. A, they always lose their memory, by the way. This is a huge <laughs> thing in the entire series. They all lose their memories all the time. Mm-hmm. But they can't find Anna, and she knows that she needs Anna to control her powers, quote-unquote. And then that's, yeah, that's it. That's the whole plot point. But those are the things, without going through the entire 12, 14 episodes, which, by the way, apparently was one of the highest-viewed episodes, uh, seasons, for that series, which was a pretty big success. It was around for, like, six seasons? It kept going. At one point, I was like, all right, eventually you're going to have to stop losing your memory <laughs> and stop trying to be reun- reunited with each other because <laughs> this is getting old. <laughs> what? No. <laughs> That's interesting. I'm very 
I've been meaning to watch that show. I think I'd like it. You really it. should. It's, it's it's so enjoyable. There's a lot of like, oh, like it, it's one of my feel-good movies because they always have this thing about like redemption arc for all mm. the villains. And some of them just can't. They just can't. Oh, really? Just saying. Okay. Interesting. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snagajob is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On-demand, temp to hire, part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snagajob's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. Today, I'm going to give you some straightforward advice on how to deal with naughty kids. How about instead of timeouts, time ins? Time for you to start paying some bills. I'm JB Smoove, and that was a full episode of my new podcast, Straightforward. Inspired by guaranteed straightforward pricing from AT&T Fiber. Get what you want without the complicated. AT&T Fiber, live like a giggillionaire. Available wherever you get your podcast. Limited availability in select areas. Visit at and slash hypergig for details. Top Thrill 2 is like no other course. Two 420-foot vertical speedways, three launches. All right, let's talk strategy. Copy that, driver. Go for maximum acceleration off the start. Measure that. You've got a short straightaway to push from 0 to 74 on the first vertical speedway. And what about the rollback? Rollback will set you up for an explosive reverse climb 420 feet in the sky so you reach 0 Gs in total weightlessness. 420 feet of straight-up speed. Let's get it. Top Thrill 2, the world's tallest and fastest triple-launch Stratocoaster. Get your tickets at cedarpoint.com. One of the reasons, like I said, I wanted to talk about this was because I had read, I had thought about doing the fairy tale for our book club that this is based upon. And I read it and I was like, wow, this is so different. And it's interesting yeah. in the ways that it is different. So we just go through that real quick. Um, allegedly, Walt Disney himself wanted to adapt the Snow Queen from pretty much the get-go. And they've like on and off tried it. Since those early days, they really tried to make it happen since 2008. Like, they had a table read in 2008 with, like, Megan Mullally, I think. But the movie is only a loose adaption of this fairy tale. The ending especially is very different. Um, but, yeah, I think some of the changes they made are really interesting. Um, Frozen is, yes, based on Hans Christian Andersen's fairy tale, The Snow Queen, which was first published in 1844. It is told in seven parts and follows two young friends, Kai and Gerda, which I watched Frozen with uh, the subtitles on last night, and there are characters named Kai and Gerda in it. Their friendship is tested by the Snow Queen, and then ultimately they win, you know. But, so one of the main differences between the fairy tale and the movie is that the Snow Queen is the primary antagonist in the fairy tale, while she is one of the primary protagonists in the movie as Elsa. The villain is instead 
ponds in the movie. So in the story, she, the Snow Queen lures children away knowing that they'll freeze to death. Uh, in the movie, Elsa is traumatized and afraid of her powers, but she doesn't want to hurt anyone. She removes herself from situations where she thinks she's going to cause harm to minimize harm. And she tries to minimize her ability. She like tries to squash them away. Um, she has to use the power of love and being open to control it. Uh, Anderson's Snow Queen is defeated by youthful innocence. Like she's she's basically like your evil witch um, in more tr- traditional Disney movies. Uh, she has more powers in the fairy tale, or as far as we know, because now it's going to be a Frozen 3 and 4. Who knows what could happen? She can, like, kill and numb with her kisses. She's very seductive. The fairy tale opens with the devil disguised as an evil troll who makes a mirror that distorts reality and later breaks that mirror into pieces that bury, yeah, that bury themselves into the eyes and hearts of people. Oh, that's a part of once. Really? Yeah, they actually have that as well, at once. That's cool. I got really And excited. they talk about that story, <laughs> now that you say that. That specific story, she, uh, the aunt relays to Elsa and Anna, or she tells it to Anna and kind of like, this is about to be what happens. Have you ever heard this fairy tale? And how did you break it? Like, as an omen. But yeah, that actually, yeah, that's a part of the plot point too. Oh, cool. Cool. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean... The sound, it also reminds me of like Snow White and stuff, mm-hmm. which again, if you've seen Wish, you know mm-hmm. what I'm talking about. Uh, Interesting. It sounds like they did like a blend of the fairy tale and Frozen in the Once Upon a Time because the Snow Queen, that's what she's referenced as in Once Upon a Time. And it's the aunt mm-hmm. to the girls uh, who just wants to bring the family. But she is the antagonist okay. until, the, until a certain point. But she, so she does have a redemption arc. Mm-hmm. Okay, interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so these shards from this mirror um, hit one of these kids, and they turn him like cold and distant. They make him vulnerable to the ice queen's powers, and to save him, the other child cries warm tears onto him, and they melt the ice in his heart, which is similar-ish to the ending of Frozen. Um, but notably. As I said, Frozen went through a lot, a lot, a lot of rewrites. The original ending of Frozen did place Elsa much more in the camp of a villain and had her torturing soldiers, intentionally creating an army of snow monsters. Uh, In this original version, Anna and Elsa weren't sisters. They weren't royalty. And Elsa had been left at the altar. And she is so upset. She goes out to a wishing star. She sees a wishing star. And she wishes to never feel this pain again. And due to a prophecy reading, a ruler with a frozen heart will bring destruction to the kingdom of Arendelle. Everyone thinks she is the harbinger of destruction. I haven't read the original script, so I'm not sure how that works, but yes. Um, But the prophecy was actually about Hans, who joined forces with Elsa to cause an avalanche to defeat Anna. Eventually, Anna did convince Elsa to join her, and Elsa regained her ability to love. However, the producers were worried that no one would like Elsa because she spent most of the movie as a villain. Here's a quote from one of the producers. Making them, Anna and Elsa, related led us to the idea of her living in fear of her powers. 
Elsa. Uh, what if she's afraid of who she is and afraid of hurting the one she loves? Now we had a character in Anna who is all about love and Elsa who is all about fear. That led to making Elsa a much more dimensional, sympathetic character. And instead of the traditional good versus evil theme, we had one that we felt was more relatable, love versus fear. And the premise of the movie became that love is stronger than fear. One of the things director Chris Buck had in most versions of the film was a moment where Anna's heart was frozen and needed to be thawed. Chris said, does it always need to be true love's first kiss that solves the problem? Does it always need to be a man who comes in and rescues the female? Could it be something different? And that led to a different ending. Which I'm like, yes, but also... Yes. Yes. <laughs> like, it's like, I don't know why. I'm very glad you came at this <laughs> to this, this viewpoint, but also, yes. <laughs> I love it. I, I did love the ending. I'm going to talk about that more, but it is funny to me reading it, especially now, like looking back, you're like, yes, yes. <laughs> Jennifer Lee's notes on the original screening. So I told you they had this like horrible screening of the first version and it was not good. Uh, Jennifer Lee... Uh, gave notes on it, who she felt bad. She felt bad about it. She was like, that's very mean. But they were like, no, it was needed. Uh, but one of the notes she she had was, quote, the snowman was persnickety and mean because this is when Elsa was a villain. And Anna, I felt, was this mount man's teaching her everything. The women were against each other too. And I think I just felt, personally, I kept saying, if you really want to make this about a different kind of true love and compassion, then it's hard because they're against each other. And it was like, the production schedule got moved by a year, so it was a very scrambled process, which I'm sure was incredibly stressful. Uh, but it was very collaborative. Like, a lot of the actors have spoken about, well, I was like, my character wouldn't do this or wouldn't do this. And because it was collaborative, it sounds like it did work. It doesn't always work, but in this case, it seemed like it did. Um, and yeah, many people did describe the original story the original script is like a traditional Disney storytelling thing with the evil witch, the young heroine. But when they changed it, it changed the whole game. And they were in part thinking about this because of the success of Tangled, which I would also love to talk about, uh, which wasn't necessarily so princess-centric. <laughs> By the way, both Adina Manzel and Kristen Bell, and I'm pretty sure like a lot of other people in this movie auditioned for Tangled and didn't get it. Um, <laughs> really sad when you see Menzel being like this huge Broadway star having to audition for a musical. I know. And she said, she said she feels, I don't want to like, I feel like I'm going to misquote it because it sounds like I'm saying she feels like she didn't get it because of the technicality. But she said she wasn't quite the right age because they wanted like the young heroine or the old stepmother. Oh. And she was like kind of the mid. So she didn't fit either or, which is also a problem uh, in a lot of these things. Which is odd because previously it didn't matter. I know. <laughs> oh, I know. That's interesting. But also, I don't know anything about Tangled. Oh, I have a Just list of movies at the end of part two that I want to come back to. Tangled is one. Um, we're going to have to I spread it out, obviously. <laughs> that was not really heavily focused on in once but brave was <gasps> brave is on the list too i have some thoughts about it oh, when i want to hear your oh we're gonna we're gonna talk because i want to know how once handled it merda yes <laughs> can you change your fate 
Um, <laughs> I, sure. Apologies <laughs> to everyone. <laughs> I have a friend who says that quote all of the time. I would. I don't. I assume it's from that movie. It's but from I'm like, Brave. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Brave, which, by the way, if you believe in the whole multiverse of Pixar, is the start. <laughs> okay. Another thing that was different between Frozen and the the fairy tale is that they were Elsa and Anna were princesses. The foils for them were poor children. Uh, Kristoff was a violent robber girl who threatened to kill one of the children and a sentient reindeer who was essentially Sven. So they made him a bit more palatable. (laughs) 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 Also, religious overtones. Uh, There was a lot of religious overtones, as there are with many fairy tales that they did not include in the movie. There was a lot of darker material in the fairy tale that they did not include in the movie. Cannibalism, abuse, murder. Always. Those fairy tales, if you go back and read them, you realize the actual fairy tales are like, that's dark. That is. Hansel and Gretel was real dark. Oh my gosh. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) It was. But okay, so I feel like we've, we've set the scene. Uh, This is going to be the end of our part one. Uh, And then in part two, we're going to talk about the legacy, a bunch of themes, all kinds of things. Uh, And once and brave, I'm very excited. But yes, this is is it for now. If you have any thoughts about this, oh my gosh, please let us know. Uh, You can email us at stephanieandmomstuff at iheartmedia.com. You can find us on Twitter at momstuffpodcast or on Instagram and TikTok at Stuff Never Told You. We have a Tee Public store and... A book you can get. Holiday gift, perhaps. Mm-hmm. Uh, wherever you get your books. Thanks, as always, to our super producer, Christina, our executive producer, Maya, and our contributor, Joey. Thank you. And thanks to you for listening. Stuff I Never Told You is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, you can check out the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Top Thrill 2 is like no other course. Two 420-foot vertical speedways, three launches. All right, let's talk strategy. Copy that, driver. Go for maximum acceleration off the start. Measure that. You've got a short straightaway to push from 0 to 74 on the first vertical speedway. And what about the rollback? Rollback will set you up for an explosive reverse climb 420 feet in the sky so you reach 0 Gs in total weightlessness. 420 feet of straight-up speed. Let's get it. Top Thrill 2, the world's tallest and fastest triple-launch Stratocoaster. Get your tickets at cedarpoint.com. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote.